Put your shit on mute, dog. Welcome to the Knicks Bait Podcast, home of the zestiest, spiciest, dumbest, smartest takes in a blunt's worth of time. We got three hosts, Knicks addicts, if you will. Dougie Fresh, how you feeling? Being a Knicks fan is like watching your least favorite movie every other night. Wow. Yeah. Succinct. <laughs> and we got D-Boy. Yurt, 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 James Booknight. Do your research. That's clearly a prospect because he's not a director of your saddest movie you've ever watched. And it's me, Monty. Do your research. I'm one of the saddest Knicks fans out there. Cleveland beat us 106 to 103. Walt suit, a symbol. As in, check yourself if you expect there to be brighter days for the Knicks. Double meaning the chessboard, as in Leon Rose is playing chess, not checkers out here. Let's get into quick hits. Quick hits. Well, the Knicks blew it. Let's try to give out some flowers. The Darius Garland, who's your daddy most valuable player, goes to Andre Drummond, who bullied the Knicks to 33 points on 19 foul shots and 23 rebounds. The Alexei Shved UFO Award, given to a nominee for worst shot in NBA history, goes to JaVale McGee's wild three-point attempt in the second quarter. The Tibbs throat coat scream of the game goes to Julius Randle, who committed a clear path foul with a minute to go in the Knicks down one, giving Tibbs a mild aneurysm. The once a Nick, always a Nick plaque goes to Damian Dotson, who scored seven consecutive points in the final minutes of the fourth. And for the second consecutive game, the Alfred Payton, why is he our starting point guard award, goes to Alfred Payton. Lastly, the sad stat of the game, Reggie Bullock came back from injury to log 31 minutes. Kevin Knox played 18. Hello. Is there anybody in there? Just not if you saw RJ dribble the ball off Drummond's foot. This game had it all when it comes to classic, horrible Knicks losses. A team who is missing many of its best players, giving us the L. An established veteran having his complete will over our young guys. The refs making us go eight on five. Our rising Canadian star coughing the ball up in crunch time. A former Nick who should still be on the team hitting daggers down the stretch. And the Nick who's playing the best basketball of his young career getting hurt. But unlike the usual rage that I would be stewing in, I've given up. I've receded into the balmy comfort of Emmanuel Quickly's career high 23. It's a new philosophy of Nick's nihilism, baby. I've become comfortably numb. This day in Sad Nick's history, January 15th, 2015, Milwaukee 95, 
New York 79. The orange and blue played with peaky blinders, coughing up 21 turnovers in London. Ooh. With Derek Fish and Chips as their coach, Jason Smith, Travis Ware, Lou Amundsen, and Cole Aldridge, a.k.a. The White Album, a.k.a. The Who, spun for 70 minutes and guaranteed the Knicks would be beat Oles. Three-point lead, Dotson toward the bucket, puts it up and in! Damian Dotson gives the Cavaliers a five-point lead, and Tom Thibodeau takes a timeout. Why is everyone still fooled? Why do people think Tibbs is a good coach? Is it his long legacy of injury-riddled stars, consistently playing his best players 40-plus minutes? Maybe it's the Timberwolves debacle, the obviously outdated play style. I say get rid of him now. Fire Tibbs. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pump the brakes, okay? Tibbs is a phenomenal coach. This is year one of five. I need you to stay woke. I need you to decalcify your penile glands and see into the future. This team might not be the team that we see in five years. I want to put it out here. RJ might not be here. Mitch might not be here. We have zero foundational pieces. He's doing the best he can with what he has. He's not letting his full offensive repertoire out of the bag because he knows this season is a wash and he's just here to acquire picks. I agree with you that this season is a wash. I agree with you that the tank is on. It's being telegraphed from the top down, from Leon down. What I don't agree with you about is that we don't have young foundational pieces that are working and getting better. You don't hire Kenny Payne. You don't hire all these analytics nerds to come from MIT and figure out what numerically gives the, the Knicks the best chance to win. If you have an idiotic Steve Mills style playoff mandate to get mediocre players to play above their expectations for the entire season. What we're trying to do is get the most out of the mediocre players that we can ship out, i.e. Julius Randle, who's playing out of his mind, and and turn our youngsters into a core that can actually do something. I understand the Julius Randle argument. We do have to showcase him, and honestly, who else is going to create their own points on this team? you got to go out there and try to play competitive basketball. But everyone sells Tibbs on his defense. He's supposedly one of the best defensive coaches in the league, yet all the time the Knicks give up open threes. All the time they make sloppy plays. All the time you see them getting beat backdoor. When is Tibbs going to stop preaching effort and actually implement real X's and O's game plan? You do see a lot of boneheaded bullshit on the defensive end. Mitch made one of those really stupid fouls tonight, but you also see his continued development into a great defensive player. RJ put up another 20-point night. He actually got the keys to make a play down the stretch that might have gotten his chance to win that game, and he blew it because he's young and he's dumb and he makes mistakes. So do you guys think he's actually developing young players? Tonight was the first night where Emmanuel quickly played more minutes than Alfred Payton. That's exactly the point right there, is that you have Emmanuel quickly in the closing lineup, unlike the like this mythical game manager that everyone thinks Alfred Payton is, that he's absolutely not, and he's horrible. So quickly got the keys tonight because he earned them. And you have to only give Knox a certain amount of minutes. You know, you have to give him a little bit. You have to spoon food him. He's only 21. 
if you give him a whole bunch of minutes, he might screw up all those minutes and lose all the confidence and momentum that he had. Emmanuel, quickly, 25th pick in the draft. You have to move him along slowly, even if he's been doing great. Being consistent about where he gives his minutes to young guys and allow them success or fail to live in those moments, that will be the true test of Tibbs' development strategy. Because right now it's inconsistent. It changes every single goddamn night. Reggie Bullock played in the fucking fourth quarter. He played 31 fucking minutes. It's a question of sample size with Tibbs, and he's made it clear from the beginning that he's going to work in 15 to 20 game increments. So the reason why you're seeing Randall get these big minutes and these big moments is perhaps they're looking to they're looking to nab that Marcus Morris deal, that late late first rounder. I'm starting to believe that that might be the case. And when Randall's gone, Obi is free to roam. Can Tibbs divorce himself from actually wanting to win games? Y'all seem convinced this episode suddenly that this is all part of a master plan to tank. But I, for one, can't really remove myself from the notion that Tibbs is gonna do what he can to win games regardless of development. Well, the litmus test is coming soon to see if he's gonna keep running his head against the wall trying to win with this trash-ass squad or if some, if some roster shakeup is coming that might give us a clear idea of what direction we're going in. He better be giving Obi real minutes when he's healthy enough to do it. He better be starting fucking quickly and Bullock better not fucking see the floor. Rose, light, smoke that. It's time for Blanta. Hits the blunt, coughs harder than usual. Fuck, man, is this a weed cough or a Rona cough? I'm scared. We should all be scared. Games are being postponed left and right, yet Cleveland gets to have fans and a hype team in their arena. All the while, COVID is going insane. And we all just look the other way because if your franchise is in a red state, they get to make a few thousand dollars to make their stadiums multiple times more unsafe. Okay? Penny smart, dollar, dumb. Fuck it, let's just have a full-ass COVID league. Pack the stands. Players get to party after games. Herd immunity, right? Feels like the whole country hitting the blunt way too hard, and we need to sober up for a minute and be safe. We hope you all enjoyed your Knicks bait, and remember, last week, y'all were talking playoffs.